My name is Vida, Sister Prince. Today is Saturday, April 17, 1993, and I am interviewing Mr. Eugene Lewis on his life for the Oral History Project Race and Memory in St. Louis. This is an independent study supported by the Missouri Historical Society. Mr. Lewis, um you were born in St. Louis? Yes, born in St. Louis. Uh, do, you, do you know where you were born? I, I do know this much about where I was born. I was born on Arsenal Street with a hospital called the Female Hospital. Uh -huh. And it was right across from the, we call it the bug house in Arsenal. That's where I was born. Across the street from the Greek Hall? See, what do they call that now? Mendy on Arsenal Street. Malcolm Bliss. Huh? Malcolm Bliss? No, it's, it's west of, uh, of uh, Union. Oh, let me see. What, what did they call it? They got a different name for it now. The Missouri State? I, I, they tore that down a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, I was born in what they call a female hospital. Okay. And that, that, that's all the history I know at that time where I was born. What's the date of your birth? I was born 1902. 1902. Okay. And your birthday is? Uh, what did, what is the date of your birthday? June the first. Okay. Um, what was your father's name? Well, no, that's history. I I I had a I don't know what you call him a father, but I'll give you this history of it. I'm not ashamed of it. My father was white, and my mother wasn't, uh -huh. and. Uh, that's the way I came up in them days. Okay. So what I is now was talking about was this. Why did God make the black man? And then I go back to, to me as an individual human being. What am I? I'm not a white man. I'm not a black man. What is my nationality by my mother having birth to me? And I, that's been a mystery to me all the time. What would they call me? They couldn't call me a white man. They couldn't call me a black man. That ain't my color. What nationality am I by nature? I came up in St. Louis. I was a good citizen as a boy. I never graduated from college. I went three years in, in uh, Sumner High, but I didn't, didn't, didn't go back to school till I was a man. And I learned a lot of things well, in them three years that I went to school. I always have been a student. You see a lot of books. I got books on everything. I'm all practically self-educated. Where you're going to go to learn, man? 
I like knowledge, but I always wonder who, what part could God play in me of being born like I was. Now, my father wasn't a bad man. He was a good man. He was educated and everything else. Now, uh, the relationship they had, I, I know nothing about it, but he, I was just wonder what I am. Now, a person who you want to describe me, and then you say, Eugene Lewis, who was a nationality, you, you couldn't say I was a black man. And he couldn't say that I was a white man. What am I? A good man? Well, I, I say a human being. So that's the way I look at it, but I never let it bother me now. My bringing up was this. I, I lived there. What, uh, what I remember of my childhood days was Ninth and Market. And my mother worked for the German people that had a restaurant. And they had a son named Carl, and I will forget. We was just two, 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 two days different in our ages, and he was a little German boy. And I, well, what are you going to say? I wanted something? to ask you something. I didn't understand what you said. Is bringing up Inez Kincaid is sitting with us in this interview, and and she's uh, a nurse and a friend of. Uh, of, um, Mr. Lewis, uh, what did you say right before? He's, he said, uh, did, uh, did your mother have another child? Is that what you said? Yes, she had. Okay. I had a brother. I was 13 years old when he was. Okay. And I helped raise him. I named him and everything. His pictures up on his health when he was in the service. So, so I helped raise him. I never was a father, but I had experience of, of, of a baby coming in this world. Mm -hmm. I named him. And he was born in the city hospital down on Lafayette, and I brought him home, and I named him to help raise him. But I haven't been, I come up with what they call the so-called slums, but I've seen some awful good people down there. Now, the people they used to put down was a black man, a Chinaman, and an Irishman. He, he, they didn't think much of Irish. I used to hear them people talk about the white people. But that didn't bother me none. But my association, my early association was whites. And I took out the, the mannerism and so forth of these people on account of my little playmate. And Wills was like that until he died when he was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. We were the same kinfolks. What was it like for you as a child, Mr. Lewis? Uh, what was it like for you as a child? The life of me as a child was, was hardly, we, we discussed that here, nothing. Pleasure, when it comes to pleasure, now this playground point over here was all white. Was all white? Yeah, I'm talking about recreation, all the things, the nice things of a child coming up, the black boy didn't have it. He was denied this, he denied, didn't have no playgrounds, he didn't have this, this all kinds of things. No, my, my early life was hard. And uh, I had to get out early 
And I'll give you this history of, of, of me. I don't know, let me see, I think it was one of the Titanic or something. It was around about 1910, I think. It was before the First World War. Uh, yeah. Before it, the First World War. Yeah. So, anyway, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't have a pleasant life. Now, as a boy, I lived in Ninth Market. I never will forget it. I, I, I cherish what I'm going to tell you now. A little boy like me was no kind of nothing. I had two cents in my pocket as a little boy. Let me see, I started selling papers when I was about 10 years old, 12 years old. And an idea struck me what to do with the two pennies. I took the two pennies and went down to the post dispatch stations and bought me some papers. At that time, you, the, the little boys who sell papers on the streets, and I got two, four papers for two cents. And, and when I, before I got back to my corner, I had sold them, and I had four cents. I had the wisdom to take the four cents and go back to the to the post and got eight papers. I doubled everything I, that I had, and I was gone all day. My mother didn't know what happened to me. When I come home, I think I had about a dollar, a dollar two that I had made from the two cents. From the two cents. I always have been a businessman. By grace of God, I took that money and got, and got me a paper with people in the neighborhood. And I had my car that was 19 market and, and delivered papers to the people of that, that neighborhood. I bought my graduation suit. I put food on the table and, and helped my mother raise me. And from that time on, I always have been a mathematician as I got older. You were a good son. Now, now the reason why that, that I got that knowledge was that most of the people, the, the stories found there, the, the stories was mostly German. And uh, that was my association with the German people as a boy coming up, but I, I didn't have the pleasures that he had. But we had the association. Of that boy? Of that boy, both of us. What he, was his name? I never will forget it. His name was Carl Spurs. They were Germans. And I was the same as the family. Mm -hmm. did, did, did you play over at his house? Huh? Did you play at his house? Yeah, I played at his house. Oh, I, I, I practically lived at his house. Uh, uh, we used to have all kinds of things at his house. That was my biggest recreation with the car. Was to go with him? Huh? Was to go with him? Well, do what? Your re biggest recreation was to go with Carl. Yeah, with Carl, but I couldn't go to places that Carl went, and Carl knew it. Uh -huh. But that didn't hurt him one bit at all. We, 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 we just raised up together. 
What did you and Carl do together? What What did you play, or what did you go? I have it play of a child who just got along, play cowboy and Indian and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. See uh, who conquered the leader, walk on this and do that, and, uh, uh -huh. all kinds of things like that. I'm gonna. And his parents were good to you. Yeah, my mother was good. She, she, I had a good mother, but the part about it, uh, I don't. She didn't push me to get an education, or nothing like that. And uh, I don't condemn her. She was my mother. Uh, she was a good woman and all like that, but it's just one of them things. Now, on, on, on my recreation, right right in that neighborhood, they had what they call Chinatown. You ever hear of it? Where the stadium was. Where the stadium is now, Chinatown, yes. No, Chinatown was it. I'll give you the boundary. Okay. It? it was Market Street, uh -huh. 9th Street. Okay. 7th Street and Clark Avenue, that was Chinatown. Okay. And I had a lot of friends with the Chinaman on account of me being a boy and, and, and right at Chinatown. And I got to be around Chinamans. And uh, they knew me and all like that. And we got, I got along fine. The Chinamans was nice to me and all like that. But a lot of people used to call that the slum. But I, I never did consider myself brought up in the slum. There's a variety of good people come out of the slum. And one of them, one of the boys I used to play with, named O'Hara, and they used to call him a shanty Irish when he sold papers at, at the, on Irish Street. Uh, let me see what it is. He sold papers too. Now, O'Hara was a boy in, in my same age, and and he used to come and, and be with Carl and I. Now, here's what happened. During the, he, as he grew up, he got to be a politician in, in the neighborhood. And when Roosevelt got elected president of the United States, O'Hare was named was uh, on, on uh, Roosevelt's cabinet. Oh, yeah. He was. <laughs> he come from a little Irish, poor Irish boy, just like I was born. And he rose up to be a big man. And he always recognized me. Well, I couldn't associate with O'Hare on account of him being a nice new figure. Let me see now, what was he? I know he was one of the secretary. Uh -huh. I don't, I, I can't, but anyhow, he got to be on Roosevelt's carpet, O'Hare. So the three of you were, were friends? Yeah, we were. And did you ever, did you go to, you did you go to school with Carl? No, that, that, no, that's another thing. That's one thing we did, we didn't, they had separate so schools. So you, you had to go to the segregated school? Yeah, I had to okay. go to the segregated school. Where did you go to school? I, I went to school not too far from my neighborhood, on uh, 15th and Walnut. 
What was the name of it? Dumas. D U M A S. Dumas. I went to that school. Could you ever have passed if you had uh, Could you ever have passed because of your color if you had wanted to? Could you ever have gone to the white school? If no, no, no. The segregation in that particular part was strict. St. Louis wasn't too bad a city, to my estimation. You couldn't couldn't eat in none of the stores. There's so many restrictions that you couldn't do. There's so many things that I've seen. Uh, I, I'm not bitter, just like I told you earlier. I have had this to happen to me. I never would go to Busy Bee's Bakery. Busy Bee Bakery? Yeah, I was on Washington. And, uh, you were what? Washington Avenue yeah. on 7. And I have been in there, uh, six barren full of famous, and be first to get waited on. The whites would come in, and the clerks would pass me up and wait on and let me stand in. And, and that was one of my biggest bitters at all, because I blew it up down there one day, and I got the recognition. I told them, is my money any good? I'm only coming in here to buy your products, and I got to, got to be waited on. But it was a whole lot of little nagging things, like like if you get ready to eat and a fly and get on you. <laughs> it was nagging. Mm -hmm. But I never have been bitter. Why not? I don't know. I wish I could answer that. I was I I wasn't. A, a bully or anything else or nothing like that. But I, 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 I seen things, but right today I'm not bitter. I have an understanding. I mean, uh, Mr. Ines and I have discussed that this week. I, I, I don't hold nothing in me too long. I've, I've made friends out of enemies on a lot of my attitude of not being bitter. I was not type, and I'm not aware today. So that's the way the thing, the little biting thing that came up, and uh, that I didn't like. And I couldn't do nothing about it. I had said I had said nothing that I couldn't. One man couldn't couldn't fight a million, and that was the way it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I conformed with it until I got a certain age and I got in politics for a while and I got out of it because I didn't want no political there because here's what you have. Like the mayor get elected, I'll say a black man get elected mayor and, and I'm a politician on his side. The job ain't for four years. I was looking for a little further than four years mm -hmm. as a boy. Now, how I, I got these things, I have the least idea. Mr. Uh, Lewis, it, it looks to me that you could have passed if you had wanted to. Did you ever try and uh, do what? Passed. You could have. Yeah. You're as white looking as anybody else is. Yeah. Well, here's what, what the word was. Uh, I, my my ways was different than the average black person that came up in in, in them days. 
I was almost a lonely boy. That's the reason why I say, what am I? Now, I, I got more discrimination and indignity and, and, and passed on me by the blacks more than I did the whites. Why do you think that was? Well, let me see how can I phrase that. Second, I was born right after the, the, the uh, Civil War was over, around 1876 and all like that. My mother was born in '76, yeah. And I come up under people, black people that were slaves that came to St. Louis. And they were better, and I, that's the way that, that I, I seen them thing. But I wasn't bitter because I didn't have the experience that the Southern black man had. St. Louis wasn't too bad. They didn't do the things they'd done under the deep south in St. Louis. But it was all our little nagging things. But, but the black people didn't like me. They called me everything but Eugene Lewis. <laughs> well, at that time, Mr. Lewis, do you think they were jealous because you were lighter skinned? That's part of it. And then my speech was different. I didn't use this, that, and the turtle. Well, I, I was raised this, and I was educated white people, business people, and naturally I took on the, the language, the, the English language. I, I used to have a good command of the English language when I was younger, but now I got older, I kind of get mixed up. Lewis, <laughs> did you know your father? Yeah, okay. yes, I did. He was a good man. He used to come and pick me up and take me to different places and all like that. Yes, I knew him. Where'd you go with your dad? Huh? Where'd you go with your father? Well, he was, uh, I, I know one time he took me to Spanish Lake, we went fishing, mm -hmm. and uh, he'd take me where he wanted to go and nobody do nothing about it, because he used to let him know that something the men would, would make a remark. And he was a hot-headed German, he, he couldn't, couldn't cuss him too much, <laughs> he cut you out. <laughs> he, like he told the police one time, none of his business. Who this boy is? And he told me. He recognized me. He used to take me a lot of good places with him. Uh huh. See. Was that? Did you feel good about that? Huh? Did you feel good about that? Yeah. Did you feel good about going with him? Yes, I did. He was nice to me. He adored me. His people used to used to live right over over around here. On, on fairground in this neighborhood. They were rich Germans. And that's why he was born and raised in this vicinity, my father was. Did you did you did you know his family? No, I, I got to see his brother and uh and no one time his brother come and visited me and the people his family wanted to adopt me. They just done everything in the world. He come back there where we was living and I remember that, and he said his mother and father and his brothers and sisters wanted to see me. Mm -hmm. And he gave them what he could, and they, they, he, he, they, they thought, he, his people thought that 
the mission was to come and get me from, from and, and raise, they raised me. So I have I have that knowledge from from my father. He was good. So you you had the knowledge that he wanted you. Yeah, the family wanted me. The though. family wanted. Yeah, you. the family wanted me. For a while, he taught me German language, but I forgot a lot of the words. Now. How old were you around this time when this was happening? Well. I knew him all my life, I tell the truth, as a baby, as far as I can turn. He didn't live with us, he stayed with his family, and he would, he helped put up the, the World's Fair, he was a carpenter. Oh. Yeah, he was foreman of all that carpenter work and stuff. He made good money and things like that, but he showed it the way he, he liked to gamble, he liked to drink, and. That was his shortcomings, more than anything else. He'd have done more for me if he'd have been stabilized and not mm -hmm. uh, alcoholic. That, that's what put it like that. But when he was, he wasn't. He was or he wasn't. Huh? He was an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that, that that didn't give me anything to go on. But he always was nice to me. I never knew a time that he ever laid his hands on me. Well, so then you had you had a good feeling from him, and you yeah, I do have good feelings to him because uh, uh, the blood was there, and, and and I was just a kind of a boy that that was always on the fighting. I'm isolated now. I brought up that way. I don't care about a whole lot of people coming here. If they never come, I wouldn't miss them. And, uh, I don't like nothing like that. I don't have people coming here drinking and acting the food and this and that and boom and boom boom. I don't do it. I just can tell you that she's the same three-eyed person. Sometimes nobody comes here in a week unless it's a mailman <laughs> and he's on such. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you for letting me come. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, that's the part about it. I always have said, I guess the Lord was good to me by not being bitter. Not being bitter. What did you learn from your mother? I learned from my mother by, by, by being an honest woman. She done the best she could under, under adverse circumstances. Mm -hmm. My mother was a good mother. In that respect, she always taught me honesty and this and that. The basic part of raising a child is being honest and have integrity. Hold your head up high and all like that. Don't let nothing get you down. And I was that way when I, I had when I got to be a man working. I had the same thing men used to try to put me down and all like that. So. I had, I'll tell you this, one of the men, he was a little dark fellow, and he didn't like me, I never will forget it. We was all eating in the, in the same car together. And he said, you don't know who your father is, if he, if he was to come in here, you'd call him mister. I said, maybe I would. Now, who is your father? Who would you call him? So it's it's one thing I knew how to I, what what the people that I come in contact with. 
said I was a diplomat. But I didn't. <laughs> How'd you get that strength, Mr. Lewis? Well, I don't know. I think I, I had people on my mother's side that were very religious. And I got it mostly from my mother on, 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 on that part, on the scriptures. And, and, and her teaching me as a child. And I seen that at work. It wasn't nothing than getting in the fight, the character and all like that, beating each other up or shooting one another. I always turned my, my, my back to it. I never will forget the preacher that I heard a sermon that I preached. He said, if trouble going to meet you, coming head on on the street, go on the other side, sidewalk. And if trouble is going to meet you to go into the, the, the next block, go to the next block. Mm -hmm. Avoid it. Avoid it. That's, and that ought to be the day. If you avoid a thing, you ain't going to get into it. And I've had people say they said face to face. I'm only face to face on something first of all, not because somebody doesn't like me or something like that. I'll go on the other side of the street. I'll, I can say this, I was a person that could take it. And they used to criticize me, say, Gene, you sure know how to take it. I wouldn't do done this and done that. I said, that's you. I never got no trouble. I've come in contact with some awful tough people. But I always smoothed it over. Now I got that. Don't ask me because I couldn't tell you. It saved my life. You've got a lot of um, pictures. Yeah, I have uh, my mother, my, my cousin, and me. Maybe later I'd like to look at them if it's okay. Yeah. Church, you were talking about the scriptures. Was church important? Yeah, well, I, here's one thing. I didn't join. I always was religious by nature. You were? By nature. And then I, I, I didn't join the church until I was in my 20s or 30s. I seen so much. Uh, I don't know what wickedness among the high places in the churches, and I, I, I didn't care too much about going to church. Mm -hmm. But I see what the church, people of the world do, the people of the church are doing the same thing, and I, that didn't it encourage me one bit. Mm -hmm. I've seen so much quick wickedness among them, like the Bible says, wickedness in high places. I've seen it. But I did join the church, and I was the president of a club for 25 years. Well, let's see. Uh, Inez has just shown me. Can I read this? Yeah. She showed me a um, plaque that says, The Lane Tabernacle CME Church presents to Eugene Lewis, Steward Emeritus for Long and Mature... M met, what is this word? Yeah. What is that? Meritorious you, Service, October 11, 1987, Reverend O.R. Jackson, pastor. Yeah. Well, you must have done something. Well, I did. I, I done everything with preach. I taught Sunday school. 
But I never say a visit is sick. Help Paul very pretty dead. I don't ever say. Tell her how long you were a member? Oh, I've been, member, I've, I've been a member. I've been a member of the Tabernacle over 50 years. Really? Well, I'm still a member, although I can't do what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> this one, the um, program that you want. School. Stewart. School. 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 Yes. Yeah. Tell me about school. Well, I, I, I don't condemn the black schools. They've done the best they could under under circumstances. We didn't we didn't have it up to date, but we done I done I done all right in school to tell the truth. I didn't see the difference until uh, until I went to, got older. The basic part wasn't any different than the other school. The main thing I see in the school was learning your ABC. Uh-huh. And after you learned your ABC, it didn't make no difference what school you went to. <laughs> you were saying, um, did you start kindergarten at the Dumas School? Yeah, I sure did. I started kindergarten and went to school until I graduated. And that was at the sixth grade? When I graduated, yeah. No, I when I graduated at that, that time, you you, you you stayed in school longer in them days. Uh huh. And uh, longer what in the day, or you stayed in school? Day day school. I went to school the daytime. How were your teachers? I don't have any misgivings. I had good teachers. I had good teachers. I I I I. I, I I do it all my pictures. I like them. Uh huh. Did you like school? Yeah, I like school. Uh -huh. Oh my God, I go to school today. If it's feasible, I'm crazy about learning. How far was your school from you? It wasn't too far. I lived at the 11th and Walnut in the city. 11th and Walnut. Walnut. And the city hall was right at 12th Street. I used to go. From my house across the street and, and make a shortcut and go through the city hall to school to 15th Street. Uh -huh. That's how I was no, no, no distance from the school. And did you have friends at school? Yes, I had friends. I, I done good in school. I didn't have no trouble. Uh -huh. But you had to take a whole year on, on, to, for one grade. You had to go to school about about five or six or seven years in the grade school. And then and, and the, there wasn't no thing of skipping classes. If you, if you didn't pass, you stayed where you was uh -huh. until you got up. I had a principal, uh, he was very strict. And when he had examinations, the girls sit on one side of the street, school and the boys on the other. Uh -huh. But when he had examination, he had a blackboard. He put a Boy here and a girl here, and that way they couldn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> that way they couldn't cheat? They, they couldn't cheat. <laughs> so I liked it that way. I always was a child and I was trying to get something right. So I'm not exalting myself, but I've lived a good life here. Personally, you feel good about yourself. That's right. I, 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 pardon me. I treated my fellow man right. 
And I treated the main thing, I treated you Dean Lewis right too. Good. I, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't carouse, you know, acting a fool and all like that. I believe in wholesale living all the way around. You talked about two friends. You talked about an O'Hara boy and you talked about Carl. Yeah. And they were white. White, yeah. Did you have friends that were... Uh, uh, did you have black friends or colored oh friends? Oh yeah, I had very few. I had more white friends than I had black. I had way more. You had more? Because I didn't, uh, my white friends didn't. Uh, see, my, my mother come up and raised me under what our grandmother, our mother, after slavery days. Uh-huh. My, my white friends didn't have that experience of being a slave. They taught me fundamentals and things like that. They didn't, they didn't mention slavery at all. See? What did you learn from your white friends? Well, what I learned from my white friends was uh, Well, let me see. They, they, they had more desire for learning, but I guess that come from the family. They had the money to send those kids to school and all like that. That's what I learned. Mm -hmm. The white, right today, they can't get away from it. The, the, uh, the world is run by Caucasians and Chinamen and all them other things. Don't come in there. That's proven in the wars we had. Any country that jumped on the United States laws, and uh, that's what I learned from my wife. Friend. Knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah, it's knowledge. Uh, knowledge is power. Uh, knowledge is power. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, knowledge is power. I said that uh, this week. Knowledge is power. Now, but we could go to the black school and go clean on through. The, the uh, high school, but we didn't have no college in St. Louis for the blacks to go to. They had to leave St. Louis and go north to, to those colleges to, to get a further education on different things. Did you graduate from Sumner? No, I put three years in Sumner. And why did you stop? I had a job, and, and here's what happened. They were laying off people who had a depression in 21, and they were laying off people. And I had a good day job, and I went to school at night, and I got bumped off my job, and I couldn't go back to school. <laughs> I had to work at the <laughs> You had to find a job. I had the same job, but different hours, mm -hmm. and that, that, that kept me from going to school. I got bumped off. So, and I never go back no more. This one of them things that I got older, I guess the desire to go to school didn't, didn't come to me. My main, my main thing, to tell the truth about it, was trying to make money. Mm -hmm. Honestly, everything you see in here is paid for. I bought it. I had two wives. I bought it, there no, was nothing given to me. I had people be nice, but I saved my money. Mm -hmm. I learned how to manipulate a dollar, so that was a plus on my side. Did you know your grandparents? Your, your I, I, I only knew one. Uh -huh. 
and uh, they lived in Bowling Green, Missouri. And I had my great grandmother; she lives to be 110, between 110 and 112. That's the only grandparents I know anything about. Was your great grandparent? Yeah. And she she had been a slave. No, they, they come from Virginia, and those people didn't believe in slavery. She never was a slave, but she was she was raised by the white people of that day. Uh huh. No, never was a slave. So you didn't know your grandmother, but you knew your great grandmother. Yeah, I knew my great grandmother. Uh, my grandmother, I never seen, but I did see my great grandmother. Uh huh. Cause she lived alone. Everybody around it, 310, mm -hmm. 112. I went to the funeral at that time. And so that's, that's, that's the only thing I know. I had a lot of cousins, too. Not a lot of them, but the nearest relatives I had were cousins. It must have been very. Well, tell me about when you were down, about the 1917 riots that they were in East St. Louis, and how did you first learn that that there was all that trouble? Oh, they couldn't get away from it. They had labor trouble. Here's what happened. They had the packing houses in different places over at East St. Louis, foundries and everything, were on a strike. And, uh, to break that strike, they, they they went south and got the black man to work, and he didn't know the situation. Mm -hmm. And he come up here, all he knew was these people that went south and brought the blacks north to try to break the strike. They called them strike breakers. And they used the black man for a strike breaker, but he didn't know he was a strike breaker. All he was knowing that he was getting better money than he did in the south. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what caused it. And uh, they lost their homes and everything else. And I sit on the water for a friend of mine, and we see them flames shooting up from Bay St. Louis. And we could see the pe the black people coming across the bridge. Some of them were barefooted, trying to get away from that, all that violence and so forth. Did you talk? Did you talk to anybody that came across there? I had some association with it. It was kind of, I think it was chaos at that time because it was trying to keep St. Louis cool, which it did. Uh -huh. They wouldn't let the, no, 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 no groups of the people, white or black, over three people standing up talking, they break it up. The police did. They didn't, they didn't beat them up. They just didn't allow too much. Guys, that's what Where do you think these people went when they came over the bridge? That's barefoot? a good question. Here's the part about it. Did you ever hear of Allo Optical Company? Allo Optical? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. He was uh, he was assistant mayor of St. Louis, and the mayor of St. Louis was was out of town when all this happened. Oh, you're talking about A.S. Allo, that yeah. surgical equipment company. Yeah. That was the, the okay. Yeah, well, anyway, Allo had, had charge of the city. And these people were coming in groves, and they had to put them somewhere. 
and they put them in all the vacant houses that have a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. And you made plans to get so they could have food and stay in these houses so they didn't have any money. That's the way they, they solved that thing. And, and then a lot of people took them in their homes. Uh -huh. And uh, the, the, of course the whites didn't take them in their homes, but they made it possible that they had food and clothing and so forth. They filled up every house it could with, with little people. Uh, and were the churches involved? Oh yeah, they were very much involved, yeah, of, of getting, helping the people out. Wasn't that very, how did you feel as a, as a kid, as a youngster? I, I, I feel a kid as well. What, were you afraid? No, I wasn't afraid. I didn't have, that's one thing about me. I don't, I, I don't feel too easy. I'm not a fool. A lot of times, fools rush in with angels. They're not dead. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't afraid, but I was very much concerned. It's, no, I wasn't afraid. But through the later years, and, 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 at times, come, you come in contact with those people when you get to know them. But I had no direct uh, uh, knowledge of, of the people of East St. Louis at all. I, 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 I stayed mostly on this side. How many days did it take for this to die down or? Well, I don't know. They sent the National Guard in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had to send them in there. And it took a long time. You know, violence like that, a lot of whites got killed too, you know. They you called know. it a massacre. Uh, they called it a massacre. Yeah, well, well that's, see, that's the part about it. But we had a lot of good white people in St. Louis. I, I had to give them credit, <coughs> credit for what they done. They didn't try to incite nothing. All they done was try to help those people that needed it. Yeah. That's what because happened. Because when they brought those, when they brought those uh, colored people in to break the strike, the white workers began to massacre him. Well, that was on East St. Louis. That's right. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah, that's and right. that's why they that's right. had uh, to run over here. Yeah, you can see the flames shooting over on this side. Speaking of, of that, did you listen to the radio this well, morning? We didn't have no radios. No, no, now, today, they gave the verdict in Los Angeles. Have you been oh, following yeah. the Rodney King yeah, well, here's what, here's what, it, it's complicated. I understand a lot of things, but here's my version on it. I'm glad that the jury had sense enough to uh, put a guilty, that, that, because what I heard later on, it says things is quiet in Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Oh, they use common sense. They gave the guilty, um, they passed a verdict of guilty on two of the four yeah. police officers. Now here's my consensus order. That will not stop policemen from using force. They have to use force under circumstances. But this was a different thing. They were using force of man down. That's what made it bad. Now if, if the man had been uh, on his feet, I don't know what it would have been. See, yeah. it made uh, the policemen got to beat up. Yeah. 
going back to when you were a child. Yeah. Um, when you did buy your shoes or your clothes, where where did you shop? Downtown. See that. Uh, see that's where everything is most of the day. They didn't have all this county. This part of the was was. Uh, Almost woods, you might as well say. Uh -huh. It wasn't. It wasn't developed. But about all my things downtown, famous, Dixieland, Banny, and other smaller stores, mm -hmm. butcher shops and things. Shoes, buy shoes. Everything was downtown. But clothes, I didn't know nothing but downtown, and buying things. So that's where I bought my everything. Uh -huh. I had grocery stores and things, things like that. Your grocery stores too, everything. Yeah. I mean, they were like in the neighborhood. Yeah, right in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they were owned by by the white people. Yeah, that's right. Owned by white people. Uh -huh. There wasn't any any black business like that. What was your was your first job with the new, the two pennies with the newspaper? What about it? Was that your first job? That, that was my first job. That was my first job. Did you continue to sell newspapers? I sold papers till I was fifteen years old. And and then then I went I went out and got got work working for other people, porters or this and that. And uh -huh. Had a job, uh -huh. but. But I sold papers since I was 15 years old, and I made good money on it too. What was the job you were doing when when you were uh, at some when you were at Sumner and you continued to work instead of going to school? What was that job? What was the job? What? What was the job that you had when you were uh, in high school? I worked at a tanner. I, I was a tanner by trade, tanning leather. Tanner. Tanner, yeah, I mm -hmm. learned to trade. Uh -huh. And the reason why I, I, I left there and went to the streetcar company was they broke their word on me. They told me after I learned to trade, what, how much money they were going to pay me and made me foreman of the, of the business. They didn't do it. Oh, they were going to pay you more and make you a foreman? They didn't pay me more. Oh, they didn't pay you more? No. What were you getting paid at the time? Like what? What was your pay? The pay was forty cents an hour. That <sighs> <laughs> don't seem possible, does it? No. No. No, no benefits of no kind and nothing. No overtime. It's just right there. They didn't have no Medicare and all that kind of stuff. You just work with the people that do what you want. You could you could work the day, and uh, before the day was out, they tell you that they didn't need you no more. No notification, no benefits, or nothing. It's like you took, wouldn't go happy. That's the way they done. They didn't only do the blacks that way. They done the whites that way. There was no union at that time. The mountain and things we had unions, but everything wasn't uh, organized. See. Couldn't do nothing about it. They said you didn't have no job. You didn't have no job. Mr. Lewis, did you ever? Was there ever anybody that helped direct you or 
was like a role model or someone you looked up to that you Yes, it was a lot of them. Who? Well, my teachers for one. And the businessmen in my neighborhood, they liked me and they used to steer me on certain things that I learned. I never will forget the man, Mr. Carnett, he was a tailor and, and he taught me how to read a newspaper. He said, don't just read the news, turn the pages over and get to read the editorial. That's why I got in. So, so, but I always uh, like to learn, and the other way I got to get a brother. The newspapers is the best thing that you can have. Right today, if you don't read certain things in your editorials, you ain't getting nothing out of your newspapers. Now that's my version. Mm -hmm. You have to read the editorial. What newspapers did you like to read in those uh, days? All of them. All of them? Yeah. All of them. They had the uh, Star Times, the Globe. Yeah, they had a Westgate Post, Post Star Times, and the Republican. And, and the Republican. The Republican, and, and just the Argus. They had the Argus. Well, the Argus was uh, strictly a black. They didn't have much money, and, and, and they, 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 you, you just had to buy the paper from from them. Uh -huh. It's mo mostly a black paper with black news. Uh -huh. But they didn't have access to the, to the political side of it. And the Globe Democrat? The Globe Democrat uh, was my main paper. I saw more of them I did the post. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Just, I always liked to go. I saw it when they went down. Uh -huh. But uh, yes, I had people to steer me, and uh, and I liked it. Mm -hmm. What was the gentleman's name again who taught you to read, Mr. Cornette? His name was Mr. Cornette. I never will Cornette. forget. He was a tailor, uh -huh. and I used to go in there, and and he used to talk to me, and he liked me. He, and he was my customer. He took the papers. Out. That's the reason I had to. To get in, he was one of my customers, and he he seen I like to read. That's that's reason why he stirred me on to the to the editorials. You see. And who who else might have helped you? Well, uh, my little boy's friend. Uh, you what? My car friend of mine. Yeah. See, they had they had a restaurant and a baker shop, and I spent most of my time with him. In the restaurant and the baker shop. The other way, I got stirred by his people. Tell me his last name again. Sprost. You mean the German people? Yes. How what, how do you spell that? S P R O S S. Oh. Okay. Sprost. Yeah. They were Germans. Uh huh. So what he did, you learned to do. Ah. Uh, the things that Carl liked to do, you learned to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were together. Yeah. Only thing was we wasn't in school together, but I was in his home, uh -huh. and I, I think I got more by by being with, in his home than I did at school. What what kind of things did you learn in his home? Well, I learned a lot of things. Business for one thing. Uh -huh. Business. The, the two people that, that stirred me in business was the German and the Jew. I learned from both of them. But they both had different methods of, of, of doing things. Uh -huh. 
Now, here's what uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not prejudiced, but I have to say, the Jew was the one that learned me a whole lot of things that I know today. And I'm going to tell you one of them now. I used to play with his little uh, uh, nephew, his name was Amy Dyche, and they had a second-hand shoe store on Leventon Market. And I used to play with, with him, too. And I was in the store this particular time, and a man came in to buy some shoes, most of them second-hand. And uh, they all argued and they chewed the rag and all this noise and cussing each other out, the white man and the Jew. So finally the white fellow put on some shoes and he said he liked them. And uh, so he wanted to know how much it was. And after the, the, the Jew salesman told him how it was, that's too much, and he t put on his shoes went to the door to go out, and when he got outside the door, the storekeeper, one went right behind him, when I looked at this white fellow, and, and the storekeeper was coming back in the, in the store and trying on shoes again. So finally the, 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 the customer, the white customer, got a pair of shoes that he liked and bought them. And now listen to this. After the white man had left him with the shoes, he said, that guy thought he was smart. I make money just the same. <laughs> I learned the lesson. <laughs> so, you, so you learned that whatever he, didn't matter what he did, but he made the money anyway. Yeah, he said he made money, and they did. They made, uh, what I found out that you is one of the shrewdest people in the world when it comes to uh, bargaining. Right today, they, they learned it back back in the Old Testament, and they, and they they like this in the religion, and, and they pass it on. See. But they're good people. But the part about it, you get, if you bought something, okay, what you bought and you take it out of the store and go home and you don't like it, you come back and i never seen you before. <laughs> no, no receipt. No. <laughs> I used to laugh at that when I was a kid. <laughs> and they did make money. They did. Oh, some of these stores and some of these business, big business started with that little second-hand store. When I look again, they had a great big place. They made money. They could take the dollar and do more with it than the average person could with a whole lot of money. Well, you, it sounds like your eyes and ears were always open. Always open, yeah. And you Hear no evil, speak no evil, do no evil. Yes. <laughs> what did you do at home? What were you responsible for at home? Well, my, my biggest responsibility was keeping my mother home, and uh, I didn't have no responsibility. I give it, when I got got paid as a young man, and I, when I come home with my pay, I give it all to my mother, and I let her take care of it. Was keeping her at home? Huh? Your biggest responsibility was keeping her at home? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And I kept her home a long time. You know, when my brother was born, I still stayed with her and help her raise my brother. How old was your mother when she passed away? 81, yeah. 
so that, that's the way. I, I'm a home man. Yeah. Um, your neighbors, you you were close to your neighbors, or they I, I I had neighbors, but I didn't see too much. Or I was too busy. <laughs> you said the the colored people weren't as nice to you. No, they was not. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I can. One of them was, uh, they said I was different. A, a lot of the, uh, would say that, that I thought I was a white man. And uh, that used to puzzle me. I, I couldn't, I was different. I was very different. I read newspapers, books, magazines, Bibles, and everything. Why they be out shooting craps and all that kind of stuff? I, 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 that's the reason why I was different. I didn't have time to do all that foolishness. Never did like it. So that, that, that's what. But they were jealous of me, you see, because I had more knowledge than they did, and they said that I thought I was white. They thought you were trying to be better? Yeah. So that's I had that to go through to me too many times, even after I got to be a man. Did your mother have any thoughts or feelings about the things that were happening to you? Did she... Um, well, she, she was on my side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she, she had the knowledge. But, uh, she realized that it was difficult? Yeah, she realized it was difficult, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the thing about it. Okay. Um, what, um, let's see. Now what was happening in St. Louis huh? at this, what the things that were happening in St. Louis at this time, um, there were, did, did people at that time hear about the lynchings that were going on that in, in the smaller towns in, in Missouri? Were you aware of, of, like, the riot? Were you aware of the other things that were going on? Well, I was aware of it. I always have been that. I, I'm, I'm that way today. As a lot of people say, nothing past genes. That he ain't got some comment. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. Um, Mr. Lewis, how did you? People were called colored in those days. They didn't call them colored. What did they call them? Niggers. What'd you say? Niggers. They called them niggers. Nigger. They, that's that, what I thought you said. Yeah. That's, that's what they done. Even, even the black man called himself a nigger. I used to, I used to burn me up when they called it. Put the self down. Uh -huh. It was bad enough as it was, but I, I, I understood what the whole thing was uh, on a general rule. You see, those people were bitter, and they had a right to be bitter. They were lynching them and beating them up like this policeman done that man there. And uh, the police of the South was, was Horrible, what I understand. So they were bitter. Nothing, you can't, you couldn't take nothing away from them. They were cheated out of money like 
you change it, the you right change because they knew you didn't have the education to count. You see what I mean? So they give you the wrong change. Yeah, they, they, they keep your money themselves. Um, all right. So, but they begin, what I want to ask you is how did you identify yourself? I identified myself as Eugene Lewis. And I said, there's nobody in the world can take care of Eugene Lewis any better than Eugene Lewis. And that's the way I did it. I never did down myself. Mm -hmm. I never, I, I never uh, dreamed of anything being impossible for me to learn. If I wanted to